Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Marvel Guys Podcast. And as always, I am your host, Jordan. And on my left, I have Spencer. Hey, everybody. What's happening? We are finally here. We have made it uh, low-key. It's time to do some low-key. I'm excited. I'm very excited. How long has it been since we were ready to get, you know, into an actual TV series here? Something super relevant, upcoming, new, brand new content. It's been, it feels like it's been a long time, <laughs> but it's probably only been like, what, a month? Maybe? Just about, maybe six weeks or so. That's crazy, maybe five man. weeks from now. It feels like it's been a year since I've seen like some Marvel content. I know. That's insane, right? And we're, we're so here. spoiled. <laughs> yeah, right. What, what were we doing before this? Right. Um, so finally, we are ready to talk about Loki. Mm. And Loki, I couldn't be any more excited. Ah, I see. It's the second time I've done it already. Awesome. You're you're feeling overusing it. Yep. (laughs) It's uh, it's the dice roll. He's doing it too much. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we're gonna preview Loki, the TV series, the six episode miniseries. Uh, It's gonna be a lot of fun. We're going to talk about the character. We're gonna talk about what what uh, to expect, and kind of just have a a fun discussion about Loki, whatever that means. I, uh, man, I, he was a character to me that I was kind of interested in, but never overly, like, really sank my teeth into what the character was or, like, really cared about the character too much. Like, it's it's the exact opposite of how you felt about uh, Loki, in a way. Like, I- Infinity War. For example, you know, you, when, when Spider-Man dies, you felt nothing. But for me, when Loki died, I really didn't feel anything at all. Like, I was just like, oh, okay. Well, that's fine. Well, I've and got something kind of exciting down. for you. But. Because, like, a, in a, a stock tip, it's a good time to get on the Loki train now with the it series is. coming out. It is. And, and it seems exciting because it's they're getting into an element that we really haven't gotten into with Marvel yet. So, and I feel like honestly, he's one of very few characters that could really do this kind of thing and pull it off. Well, so it's almost perfect to me that it would be in this show that they would get into this element. So, yeah, he's the trickster. He is mischievous. Um, Tom Hiddleston has done a great job as Loki. So we're going to get into some new stuff with this TV show. We've seen what they've been able to do with the previous two shows. Um, I just want to say thank you, everybody, for listening, of course, as always. And if you could leave a uh, review on our Apple podcast, if you're enjoying it, that would be fantastic. We'd greatly appreciate it. And give us a like at the Marvel Guys podcast on Facebook or on Instagram. We have a Twitter as well. Um, Just uh, thank you for the support. So let's get into this thing. Mm. Loki, the character is really where we need to start with all this because before we get into the TV show itself, we kind of have to know where we're coming from and where we've been. And it's been a very long journey for Loki. You could argue that outside of the top three characters, he's probably had the longest story arc of anybody else in the entire series. He's probably had the long... Yeah, absolutely. I think he's actually had a longer story arc than some of the top three. As far as impact, I would say definitely fourth. 
but I could see in terms of pure length, you might be right. Pure length, yeah. Pure yeah. length, absolutely, for sure. It's pretty crazy because even though he's been in and out um, and his impact hasn't been as felt in some movies, his presence has kind of been in the shadows for such a long time. And as much as Tony Stark was the focus of the Infinity Saga in terms of the hero side, Loki, you could argue, was the focus on the villain side for the Infinity Saga because he was the reason all this even happened, mm-hmm. you know? So we'll get into the timeline here and, you know, whether you love him, you hate him, regardless, Loki has had major, major impact on the series, um, the MCU Infinity Saga, and appears to be that, you know, he's going to be an, another impacting, impactful character for the next saga. And uh, this, this series is going to tell us why. So... Uh, Loki's story began back in in the original Thor movie, and that was when we found out, you know, if you're not a a comic um, reader, that he is a frost giant, and he was adopted uh, during one of the conquests uh, of his father, Mm -hmm. and his true father is is Laufey, the frost giant. And so growing up, he always felt like he didn't quite fit in because Thor was kind of the chosen son he looked like Odin. He acted like Odin. And uh, Loki always felt like there was maybe something missing. And you fast forward a little bit. After he'd learned you know, how to be a more powerful sorcerer from his mother, Frigga, um, and kind of learned his, his ropes, you know, his way around the ropes, uh, he, through the Thor movie, was able to manipulate his way into power, uh, subsequently making Thor kind of be shoved away from Asgard itself by Odin. And in this time, he pretty much made that happen because of his uh, instinctive you know, thought process of trying to make uh, Thor look like he was uh, just full of rage and not fit to be a leader. And so we already see in movie one, Loki's manipulative abilities beyond just his actual magical powers gets him into power Almost immediately. Yeah, I, I went back and watched Thor 1 uh, a couple weeks ago, I think. So it's not like super fresh on my brain, but yeah, like Loki's tactics very much reminded me of like some Game of Thrones type situation where it's not so much like, you know, I'm all powerful and I'm just going to like smash my way through everything. It's more like I'm so manipulative that yeah. I'm going to plot and scheme a way in which all the pieces are the in, in the places that I want them to be so that I can take it for myself. It's, it's love it or hate it. Like that is like, so I mean, that's almost like, I mean, it really is the real world in a way. Yeah. Um, and it's a, and it's a relatable thing because of how, how he does feel like overshadowed and he does feel like, he doesn't belong and stuff like that. And obviously he didn't really know for a a long time in his life, like his actual lineage or like origin or whatever. But, uh, and and then, so I'm sure that brought the closure he needed as to who he is and why he's been treated the way he is. But yeah, it's such a interesting journey right from the beginning, to be honest with him. Yeah. And, and it's a common, 
common thread throughout his story, uh, his ability to manipulate into better situations. And yeah, I mean, just imagine, you know, he found out basically or discovered he was uh, not truly Odin's son uh, by, you know, engaging in war and and being touched by a frost giant and yeah. he assumed i was going to you know my skin should burn and and just didn't yeah and he noticed it would turn blue and i'm sure he had suspicions all that time if not already was pretty darn sure but he had it confirmed at that moment and it it was yeah it was very relatable in that he ultimately just wanted to please his father like he just wanted to make him see him for the leader that he thought he was because he looked at Thor and he saw he saw the the school bully like he saw yeah. the guy that was anointed immediately never had to work for his his spot and everybody loved him not for really anything he did other than just showing his tro- his uh, true power um but Loki felt like hey I you know my powers are not quite as strong as Thor's but you know I've maintained all this time and maybe I should be looked at for power and <laughs> But, you know, when you're part frost giant, then that may be a major reason as to why you wouldn't be able to assume the power of Asgard. Um, but ultimately, he is able to outsmart Laufey. Yeah. And he's able to kill him. And he thought that that would please his father and show him, hey, I am worthy. Worthy being a very key word in, in the Thor series. Mm. Um, but that doesn't happen. It just no. doesn't. And uh, Thor's father, Odin, of course, is, you know, going into his Odin sleep. And mm. the the throne is taken over by Loki because he's the only remaining, uh, you know, male there that's royal because Thor was banished by Odin. And he, he assumes power immediately, like I said. And within that same movie, he also... You know, we see the bad side because he tries to kill Thor. He tries to destroy part of Earth. And he's really just trying to kill Thor and everybody he's associated with just to reclaim or maintain his power. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I, I made the Game of Thrones reference. And as you were talking there, I could not help but like think of like, well, he's basically he's basically like villain Tyrion Lannister. Like, we have to pay for that name. Yeah, <laughs> we, we have to pay for that name. HBO's but, like, hey, five bucks. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but no, I mean, it's 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 very much who he is. But like, man, so crazy. Like, right off the bat, like he understands his... No, it's not right off the bat. It's something that he definitely learns over time. But like, to learn to be that manipulative, because it's, it's him that thrusts Thor into war yeah and hypes him up yeah because of that like thor gets banished and thor is no longer worthy and and then yeah odin sleep happens and it's like it's it's just he plots and schemes his way into being on the throne it's it's so you know what's hilarious so amazing man you made the equivalent of game of thrones and i made the equivalent of high school and they're not that different they're really (laughs) not dude they're really not everybody knows like a thor type that they're just like super popular they are good at a lot of things but aren't very self-aware um they can be kind of manipulated into certain things and then everybody knows the kid that is like wicked smart was never really invited to things wicked smart yeah wicked smart 
And but he just gets by in high school as the kid everybody kind of knows like maybe not to mess with and like he's just he's always around and, and everybody kind of can ask him to do certain things and he knows what he's doing. Um, he can work his way up to the popular ladder, but decides to you know keep a distance. Like there's relatability all the way over here, and Thor's group of friends are like the relatable you know cool kids of the 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 school and yeah it it's very interesting that this movie takes on a lot of stereotypes of you know real life well to to your point what what does that high school interaction and social ladder game of thrones and thor all have in common what's the one thing that they all have in common in that aspect that would be power right a, a blonde male in power <laughs> <laughs> true true but um yeah power if they're in in power in the high school setting definitely is just like being like the the preppy cool guy or girl that's like got everything and like their family owns such and such thing that's like a big deal in that town or city or whatever yeah and that's that's the social power and you know it, obviously with like in the Thor aspect of things it's like well Thor is Odin's actual son so it's <laughs> Loki's an adopted son he's not actually he's his he's the new so kid it, at the high school it, yeah he's like the new kid at the high school that's a good way to put it because it's kind of like the unknown and the people in power Thor often either feel threatened or they're just like eh, whatever you know, and you're not me and you're not one of us. So yeah, off to the side you go. Very interesting. I, I like that you, we both went to different places on that. Yeah. And, and growing up surrounded by Asgardian gods, um, and he kind of is the best of both because he is, you know, part frost giant, part Asgardian. Um, it's, it's very interesting that he's kind of, you know, develop this this character, and it follows him, and you can see throughout the entire series where it all came from. Like this, this Loki never truly changes. He's never good. He's never bad. He's just he's kind of opportunistic, mm-hmm. and whatever situation is present that would help him the most, and sometimes help his family members the most, um, he will take that route. So when we talk about some things in the future you can always point back to this first movie as the catalyst for a lot of what we're going to see exactly and i i don't you're 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 spot on too because as we get into like the avengers movie and and then how loki is portrayed there it's truly not much different he is the villain but like he's there's really not too much different it's interesting yeah yeah along the way uh loki is able to meet the other and basically convinces him to give him an army to attack Earth. Hmm. And the army that we are going to see in the future is the Chitari. And Loki is able to um, obtain the Tesseract as we move into the Avengers, uh, where his story begins there. Uh, he, he makes uh, Clint Barton his, his servant through his abilities with his own tesseract and um what would he call the 
what he uh his like staff yes the yeah, staff of the some staff. sort he yeah. he would kind of turn that into his own laser of sorts oh, he was able to shoot right. at anybody right, right but it right. also had this manipulative power where if he touched somebody's heart it would change them and turn them into basically a, a low-key follower well, it's like the mind stone right the mind stone is encapsulated within that staff so yeah that, that's that makes true complete sense that's true to why it, it does what it does uh and, and we see that in in-game too with the captain america fight against captain america yeah and he uses it and so yeah um once again you know when i look at the avengers loki and i look at thor one loki there really truly there really isn't a difference like you could say that like well loki and thor one isn't a villain like he's kind of like a opportunist as you said but he's not like truly 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 villain avengers he definitely is the villain but it's like well really is he though because he's basically just doing someone else's bidding in a way because it's thanos is the one that kind of orders him we just didn't know it at the time and it was kind of one of those things behind the scenes but like thanos is still searching and looking for you know, the Tesseract and what we didn't know, the Infinity Gems or Stones at the time. So, yeah, once again, he's just an opportunist. And yeah, he sees an opportunity of taking over Earth uh, whilst working with Thanos um, as, a, as a way of being like, well, this is how I can obtain more power to appease... Odin and if I do this then maybe I'll become as powerful as Odin or maybe I'll obtain more power than my brother and so it's it's like he he's just looking for any possible chance he has at like thwarting Thor's effort in you know being the more powerful god yeah so his plan A failed in the first movie in Thor, and so he went to plan B, and he's just trying to assume power. Like, it's it's at it's the chase for power. You know, like, are we going to call every person who's held power in the history of the world evil? If you want to, but that's that's his ultimate goal at this point. Is we realize he doesn't want to sit idly by. Mm-hmm. He wants to gain power, um, whatever means necessary. Yeah, and. Yeah, good catch. The, he was using the Mind Stone within his staff um, and started to build his his own little army and eventually unleashes the Chitari on Earth uh, after being held captive in the, um, you know, the Avengers uh, Hella Carrier, and that's what it's called. That's what, yeah. um, I love the name. Me too. <laughs> and he, it always seemed like he was one step ahead because he wanted to get caught and he knew that and going back to the first movie what did we talk about he always knows how to manipulate people and he's kind of like um uh basically the best version of uh, baron zemo yeah because he knows he's not powerful enough to take down the avengers but he knows the avengers are powerful enough to break each other up mm-hmm. so he uses his own manipulative abilities and 
Natasha was really the only one that was catching on to that. Uh, and he causes a lot of destruction along the way, but ultimately he's not able to uh, destroy them from within. So he calls upon, you know, the Chitari and there's a portal and, and the battle of New York begins. He uses a, the Tesseract, I believe, right? To open up that portal. Yeah, so I'm pretty was, sure. It's uh, been a long time now. Yeah. The, the specifics of how he activates it, I can't remember. But I would assume that that's probably the Space Stone then that was encapsulated in it. Which is interesting because the Space Stone is one of those stones that you don't see Thanos get in Infinity War. Right. Uh, because that ends up... Space Stone ends up with the Guardians who give it to the Nova Corps who gets sacked before the end of Ragnarok. There's so much to keep track of. If I'm not mistaken, I think that's how it goes. I'm trying to juggle it all in my brain right now. <laughs> the Reality Stone was with the old the boy, the Collector. Yeah. Um, and then the Mind Stone was eventually with Vision. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the Power Stone was with the guardian sh- on the guardian see, ship right maybe maybe that's where i'm mistaken because uh, because i'm thinking that maybe the the space stone is the power well, stone yeah because the space stone loki had uh took from asgard that's when right. asgard was destroyed that's right space stone so it's not the space stone it was it yeah was, the, the space stone was was the blue um that he was hiding in his hands right. and um, Thor said, "You really are the worst." Duh, because purple, yeah, purple's power. The purple is the power, right? Yeah. yeah. So never mind. Never no, you're mind. fine. It's, we have to. Uh, I'm trying to speak these this. things out. Sometimes yeah. it's been a while. <laughs> um, but yeah, the space stone, space stone was really ultimately what Loki was after. Mm-hmm. Um, and since he was working with the, the mind stone initially, and uh, the space stone was on this i think it was on the helicarrier yeah with them and they were trying to study both but little details among the whole infinity saga that i if i get caught up on them it'll, it'll take forever right what i what i find interesting too is the character what was his name the other mm-hmm. i believe the character design looks like very oddly similar to ebony ma that sounds right like I'm pretty it's sure so far back looks, though that yeah. my brain is like <laughs> so fuzzy on it. I'm pretty sure when like we rewatch it, it'll be it'll be interesting to see all this stuff. Oh yeah, we got to do a live watch of it. It's on so, the way. Absolutely, I'm excited for that. Uh, on Facebook, right? Yep. So we'll we'll be doing that on Facebook. I'm I'm super super stoked for yeah, that. Yeah, we're not too far away from that. So um, yeah uh, kind of weird because it, it it's like they planted these seeds long ago and maybe some of these things they really didn't know what they were doing yet i don't think they they knew completely yeah because i think maybe if if they were to go back maybe it's loki visits the black order and it's ebony maw that's telling him like here's the staff your mission basically is to invade earth grab the tesseract for thanos bring it back yeah and get two stones you get your army which we have promised you and that's it so 
Yeah, it's like the Shark Tank negotiation that we didn't see. It exactly, exactly. I I, I think that that's maybe what they were going for with that whole thing, uh, because I didn't. I don't. They were not prepared to bring in Thanos just yet. Right. So, and you do get that in credit scene with Thanos, but. Um, was that post Avengers? Yeah. Okay. There's two. There's the one where they're like sitting. The shawarma. And yeah, the shawarma. Yeah. Right. Right. I think that was the last one. Is it right? I don't know. I can't. Remember, <laughs> We're gonna have to rewatch, have to re-watch, re-watch stuff, it. Man. I, I thought. See, I'm thinking that the I've shawarma seen it so many first. Times, but yeah. You're probably right. That makes the most sense. I just thought that usually the comedy odd, ones are the last ones. Yeah, that is true. That's such an odd one to to be the first in credit scene, but. Uh, so yeah, maybe it is Thanos. Um, but yeah, man. Yeah, what I always found interesting too about that whole in credit scene is the Tesseract itself. Thanos being all knowing, like he is, but at the same time, how silly is it, right? Because think about it. Thanos is giving Loki the staff that has the Mind Stone in it. Right. And he's going to Earth to get the Tesseract. And we get that end credit scene of him putting his hand in the gauntlet and saying something like, I'll do it myself. I'll do it myself. Yep. And then, so like, okay, well, you just gave one of those stones away to Loki. Um, Had he succeeded. He was buying a stock, hoping it you know, would yeah. come back with two more. Had he succeeded, what would he would have done, though? Like, what would have been the... I don't think they wrote that story. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's that's it's such a like weird Stan Lee always <laughs> said, you know, whatever yeah. happens was meant to happen. It wasn't right. by chance. It's um, just kind of an interesting, like weird uh not plot hole, because yeah. it's not a plot hole, but it's like one of those weird things of like what was your actual plan? Like did you actually think that that would work? I don't know. That's kinda crazy. And and I never I never thought about that until just now. This was ultimately uh, Loki's biggest failure. Yes. Because he had a massive army, uh, an advantage, uh, a head start, whatever terms you want to use, he should have won this fight. And he did. Easily. Yeah. He was he was stopped by a very um, juvenile version of the Avengers. Mm-hmm. I mean, Iron Man was still learning how to use his suit. Captain America had just gotten into, you know, <laughs> he just came off the, the day. Out of the yeah. Ice, right. Yeah. And Hulk was still distracted by Natasha and Natasha and Clint, you know, can only do so much yeah. um, in this battle against aliens. And uh, Thor was, you know, Thor was Thor still, but he was, he was not matured yeah. um, to the point that we've seen, you know, now. He was just wildly strong at the time. He was a raw, raw talent, right? As, yeah, as he was. And also the funny thing is they really got beat by like a nuclear bomb basically or whatever whatever that yeah. bomb was yeah. that was sent uh to destroy New York probably wasn't nuclear but whatever it was it, it wow. was able to, you know, destroy their uh main ship, I believe. And yeah, and it closed the portal. Basically, yeah. Because they were closing the portal. Um, using Selvig. Oh, that's right. That's Selvig right. was on the Selvig. Uh, tower or yeah. whatever tower that was. Right. And uh, they were trying to close the, the portal, but they couldn't do it until they destroyed um, the ship and uh, basically deactivated the, the aliens and whatnot. And then Iron Man had to fall back into um, Earth because they, they traveled through space to, to mm. get there. Um, so, yeah, that, that was a failure that he'll never forget. And he 
you know, was very confident. And that was pretty much the end of, of version one of Loki. And what's interesting and probably the most, the biggest thing to note is this is the Loki that we're going to get in yeah. the show. Because as we know in Endgame, they go back to this point because there were three stones in New York at that time. And that's the Loki that grabs the space stone and disappears. Yes. So it's a, a freshly caught on his way to angry. Asgard to face Odin. Yeah. Um, Loki, who is not happy, mm-hmm. uh, feels let down by himself, probably lacking a little bit of confidence at the time. But and just got a big confidence boost. Well, he was given one, mm-hmm. yes, um, and he took it. Mm-hmm. So that that is the Loki that we're going to see going into um, the Loki TV series. Now, since then, and we'll see in the Loki series, there are plenty of variants that have played out their lives in many different ways. And within this uh, timeline of Loki that we had going into Endgame, he does somewhat redeem himself uh, in terms of being on more on the good side than bad moving forward. However, he's still Loki, and he still has his issues because in Thor The Dark World... Malekith was the main bad guy and he was attacking Asgard. Thor and Loki are able to go to the Dark World to Svartalheim. Svartalheim. <laughs> Svartalheim. <laughs> and Thor tries to destroy the Aether, which is uh, one of the stones that we come across in, in this series. And I believe that was Reality, right? the third stone that we saw in mm-hmm. the series. Well... Uh, I don't think Guardians was out yet. No. So yeah, it would have been, would have been the third. I would say the third stone. Right. And the ether was trapped within Jane Foster. Um, it was you know released from Jane. Thor tried to destroy the ether, was unable to, and Loki actually sacrificed himself to save Thor within this scene, this battle, mm-hmm. and Loki dies in this scene, and we all thought, wow. That was a big change, you know, yeah. coming from, you know, just just in the short timeline since the Avengers, Loki decides to take his own life to save Thor, who I guess he saw had matured. And maybe he just thought, um, I'll, I'll do this for him. And, you know, blah, 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 blah. Uh, at the end of this movie, we see that Loki's not dead. He has faked his death. Not sure how. <laughs> and not I don't really think it'll sure ever how. be explained. Right. But he faked his death uh, long enough to save Thor and actually took Odin's place uh, in Asgard because of uh, Odin's, Odin's uh, disappearance mm-hmm. from Asgard. So this was when we realized, okay, Loki's really good at what he does. <laughs> You're not going to get this reference, but Loki took that pill from Metal Gear Solid 3. <laughs> that's, that's what happened. Ha, 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 yeah. ha, ha. There, there's a... <laughs> There's the, the the death pill and then there's the revive pill. Okay. He, he took the death pill, and then pop the revive go pill for a second. Yeah. Oh well, true. There's, true. There's, 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 there's pills there. There's a. How many times has that been a thing in story writing history? Take though? this pill or this pill? No, 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 no. Just just faking death. 
Oh, that's, that's well, forever. That's a long time. The God right? of Mischief must have done it at least a hundred times by now. <sighs> Easily. So it's interesting to me. He's the God of Mischief. And like, so anytime he dies, yeah. you're just kind of like. Nobody eh, suspected anything, I guess. Yeah. You know? Maybe though. <laughs> Mal- Malika should have been like, oh, okay, come on. Right. Get up. and thor honestly through this story um it really people you know do hate on the dark world it's not the greatest movie but the way he was grounded through this story and yes his character was kind of dull but it was a a load of difference from thor one where he was just brash and egotistical um he was he was just there it was a brother story between the two of them and we saw the compassion within Thor and ultimately I guess the compassion within Loki uh, that they were able to coexist together and but the great part about it was we never knew if Loki was like playing with him or serious genuine or you know messing with his head but we always always know that Thor is being genuine because from this these first two movies he never leaves his brother's side including avengers he always fights for his right to um help his brother instead of uh lock this prisoner away or something he always humanizes loki Mm -hmm. and it's interesting because like he starts to value him as an asgardian and like really starts to also just value him as his brother as you said because like such a weird thing because to, to bring it all back, would the popular kid in high school take the fall for the not-so-popular kid that did something for the popular kid? No. <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah. One million percent not going to happen. But, like, and, and, yeah, Thor 2, from what I remember of it, because it's been a while since I've seen it, this is actually kind of very unique in that it's really where Thor develops a stronger like emotional side to him because of Jane and because of uh, Loki and you really don't get that you don't get that I don't know that you really get that too much in Ragnarok I mean you get an emotional side of him but I feel like the complexities of the emotional weight of everything that's going on is more prevalent in this movie yeah, I, I think this movie is the catalyst of where he turned um, to being more uh, looking out for both of their best interests in mm-hmm. a way, but prioritizing himself, which he always will do. Um, because, you know, Frigga dies in this movie, and Loki, uh, hypothetically, like he doesn't actually die, but we think he dies. Odin disappears. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot going on in this film. But ultimately, it was about uh, Thor and Loki's journey as brothers together. And eventually, we lead into uh, Ragnarok, where Thor, he's basically able to uh, find Loki and discover that he's he's taken the place of Odin, and he's just... He's built like Loki Palooza. <laughs> um, yeah. There's statues of Loki everywhere, yeah. and he he realizes this and and you know threatens his face with his hammer, mm. um, which is funny. Uh, and 
at this point, he's basically like, where's father? And they go to um, Earth in search of Odin, where he is, but Loki's not really sure where he's at. So Doctor Strange intervenes and says, yo, what is this dude doing on my planet? <laughs> you know, yeah. like, uh, he, he, <laughs> he's not happy with Loki, basically the number one most wanted uh, extraterrestrial landing on planet Earth. And they say, well, we, we want to see Odin. And he says, okay, I'll show you Odin. You know, yeah. just get him off my planet. And so they agree, and Doctor Strange takes them to Odin. And this is one of those scenes where you're like, man, it's good to have Anthony Hopkins, you know? Yeah. Um, he's just, he's a great actor. And basically, Odin's telling him, I'm checked out, man. I'm so mm-hmm. tired. Mm-hmm. I'm done. Hell is coming. You know, she's <laughs> on her way, and I don't have the strength to fight her off. You guys do. I can't that's, do this anymore. That's such a, a weird. It's an awesome scene, but also like a wow, almost like the Grandpa Joe moment to me. Like he's just like, you know what, guys, I've I've had my fun. Oh, by the way, I got to film Westworld. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but oh, by the way, though, hell is coming and like uh, y'all can do you can that. deal with that. You got it. You, you, yeah, right. Ain't and then no he kind of like just kind of slowly way. turns away, like yeah, they, they, they yeah. got it, and then just disappears. It was like, like Luke. What? You know? <laughs> right. Like, what the heck is that, man? Like he just left Thor and Loki to be like, yeah, fighting Hela, who they have no idea who she is, really. Well, all of a sudden she's like, oh, that's my sister, and then she's crushes. Let's hammer. put it this way. Ugh. he was how many thousands of years old? And yeah. how long had he been married to this woman? True. And then she goes. Can you imagine? Like yeah, yeah. Like twelve hundred oh. years of being with the same person, and then oh, they God. die. <laughs> like our human brains can't even fathom <laughs> right, our right. human hearts, I guess. So yeah. he he was beaten down, and he, I think he saw the journey in in Thor and Loki, and and again, like he knows what's going on. He knows that they just had this this path together in the dark world. And he sees maybe the two of them bonding more. And he probably thinks, well, with Hela coming, what's the one thing that could maybe savor these two's relationship is the sister that they will both hate together. Right, um, right. So he, he was out. And that's when, you know, we see Hela and immediately we recognize how strong she is because of the hammer and it being broken to pieces. One of the best scenes in the MCU. It was history. one of the most shocking for sure. Yeah. That was crazy. Absolutely. And she knocks uh, both of them out of the Bifrost into space, just random space. And they both land on the planet Sakaar. However, Loki fell a lot sooner in the scene. Mm-hmm. And when Thor lands and is discovered and by Tess Thompson's uh, Valkyrie, she she brings him back to their their palace to the grandmaster played by uh, Jeff Goldblum, and Goat. we find out that Loki, of course, because this is what he's done his entire journey, has befriended the grandmaster, <laughs> and has worked his way up to being one of his like almost ambassadors to put it you know in a a uh, uh, USA kind of way or whatever like he is important to the guy that's running the whole operation and therefore he won't be killed. I don't know. Did we ever get that scene of Loki arriving on Sakaar? 
I don't remember. I don't believe that. we ever saw that that pass, so we probably will see it in Loki. I hope we do because that's such an interesting moment. Because what would what could he have possibly told the Grandmaster to be like? You know what? I'm not gonna goo this guy, and I'm not Did gonna you say like. Goo? Yeah, because he turns the dude into oh. goo. Remember? <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I didn't know how mean? to say that. I'm not gonna goo this guy. <laughs> not gonna goo this guy, but uh, and he has some value to me. So I I want to know like what he. What he said. Well, and you know, and the Grandmaster is like crazy powerful. He just chooses to use it in a weird way. Crazy powerful and also like crazy intelligent too. Yeah, and so, all kind of all knowing in his own way. Like yeah. he's within his boundaries. Right. So, like, what exactly did Loki do to be like, you know what? You need me as your well. Loki's like fun. That's crazy. You know. Yeah. Like he he knows how to please people like some of the most manipulative people in the world are the coolest to be around and that's, that's why true. they're so good at it that's true that's um, very true so loki befriends the grandmaster he, he he basically says hey don't you know i did he say that i don't know him yeah he basically acted like he didn't yeah. know thor and, and thor's like i know you yeah and thor started to get ticked off and <laughs> jeff calls him sparkles and all that oh that's um, such a good one so yeah, you can make sparkles yeah uh <laughs> While they're there, um, Loki is just, you know, biding his time. Eventually, he wants to either take over that planet or get off the planet somehow. Um, but his priority one is just to take over wherever he's at. Uh, but Thor helps ruin that. And mm. uh, he and Loki eventually try to get out of Dodge together. But who could have guessed? Loki tries to betray Thor, but Thor this time saw it coming. Yeah. And Thor is able to basically leave Loki in his dust, going on his way back to um, Asgard, even though he probably assumed Loki will figure his way out of this one. I ain't leaving him to die or anything. Right. So Loki goes with Korg and Meek because he... Now, these might be the easiest people he's ever manipulated, (laughs) but he tricks them into uh, stealing one of the other ships that uh, the Grandmaster has and... They all basically make their way to Asgard where that fight ensues between Hela and them. And then Loki is uh, told by Thor to basically take Surtur, um, his horns or whatever you want to call them, over to the Eternal Flame. And that turns into what we know as Ragnarok, destroying both Hela and Asgard, leading us into the scene in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Such an interesting character development that Thor is just like, yeah, I know you're going to play me. I'm already like a step ahead of you. Yeah. Like, (laughs) whatever. I know you. Like, that's, I love that so much. Because it's like, they had the same parents. And that's the most interesting thing about parents and children is where where do the personalities lie within the children it's basically who they kind of cling to the most or who they learn from the most who they fear the most and such an interesting thing man because like thor thor and frigga like they were close for sure that was her son but like he didn't really learn too much from her he learned most of everything that he knew from odin so it's like for him to already have been 
two or three steps ahead. Granted, he'd also been like manipulated and screwed over by Loki plenty of times to f- maybe figure it out. Yeah. By that time, but it's such a such a cool moment. Uh, the idea of using Surtur was also very very Loki esque, and it wasn't Loki's idea. No. It was it Thor's was idea. So, because another... Thor had previously fought Surtur off, so yeah. he was still fresh in his mind. Yeah. So, man, like Thor was making Loki moves out here. Yeah, he was thinking way ahead of not just beating things with a hammer. And it's fascinating because they just betrayed each other, kind of, and yeah. then like twenty minutes later, they're fighting. They're just helping each Asgard. other again because <laughs> it's that like okay, it's a sibling, and you guys fight, but at the end of the day, if there's a bigger like presence in front of you that you need to take care of he trusted him to do what he told him to do and he does it mm-hmm. but there's the other side of loki where he also takes the tesseract which it's, would have saved really the entire universe if he hadn't stolen it yeah because he wouldn't have been able to present it in front of thanos and thanos would have been down a stone yeah and i, I kind of look at that too like it's basically the sibling that you don't like and then you kind of have to go to the family function <laughs> and you kind of got to play it off for a little minute and not really you know be cordial i guess but then as soon as you're in the in the van on the way home all bets are off yeah like you're back to where you were <laughs> like and it's like the the one that you'd need something from, but mm. you don't like, you know. Yeah. Like they're good at certain things. Yeah. And the time that you finally need them, it comes up. Yeah. Um, and so, this is where you know Loki is. He meets Thanos, and mm. he he attempts to kill Thanos. Was it because he wanted to save the planet? Was it because he wanted to save the universe? Was it because he wanted uh, his power, his stones, well, whatever it is that he wanted to do? He kind of ended up on the good side of things. Let's kind of look at this, though. Let's unpack this for a moment. Sure. Because, like, what are the emotions he's going through here? Because, like, when he sees Thanos, he knows Thanos. He's the only one that does know Thanos in that moment. Thor's never seen him. So, like, is he trying to kill him because he knows what his mission is? Or I don't think anybody know. knows what his mission is yet there. Is he, well, if you're Loki, though, you're 10 steps ahead of everybody. So if you know that Thanos originally ordered you to grab the Tesseract and you know now that the Tesseract is basically like this super powerful item, then you probably get together that in your brain that like, oh, he's collecting these things. He's putting them together, you know. So I would assume he knows what the plan is. And so is he trying to kill him because he knows what he's trying to do or is he trying to kill him because he's like oh that's a lot of power i would devil's advocate that because i think loki's smart enough to know he's not going to kill him in that moment and Mm. so then what is he thinking is he thinking i have thought 10 steps ahead i am loki the god of mischief and i see no way out of this situation i'm going to go down swinging or is it hey let me die and I know that will enrage Thor enough to the point where he's the only p- person powerful in this room that could possibly save us. Like, what is he thinking in that moment? Because I, I don't believe he's actually trying to kill Thanos there. I think he's really just 
he's got no options left. I, I would go with the latter. I, I would say that he knows because it's the way that he says what he says and like his his uh, the gesture. sun will shine again on us, my brother. Yeah, the, or the, brother. The gesture in his face, uh, the way he kind of looks at Thor, looks back at him uh, when he says Odin's son. Uh, yeah, it's, he almost like took some pride in his last name at that point. Yeah. So, yeah, I would definitely go with the latter on that, that he was basically making a sacrifice play to uh, motivate the team, motivate, motivate Thor, motivate the team, Hulk. get them where they're going. Right. I mean, without his death, you could argue that none of this ever happens. Like, he, he would not have uh, sparked this victory because the most essential point and the only reason they even had a head start in the first place is because – uh, Hulk, Hulk is being sent back by uh, Heimdall. Mm-hmm. And if they hadn't maybe bought some time, then he might have just straight up destroyed Heimdall before he could, you know, muster up the power. Yeah. So, like always, he he was the star of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, hey, uh, and maybe, you know, if we even unpack it some more, what he originally said was, I can show you around Earth and we can do this together. And he said, I can be your tour guide. And once Thanos said no to that, um, that's probably when he realized, okay, he has no intentions of keeping me alive after this. But he didn't kill Thor, you know? And he didn't really seem to want to kill Heimdall until he did what he did, and he didn't kill Hulk either. So there's a lot there. There's a lot to unpack. I'm not really exactly sure what, like, did Loki just not feel like, his life was that important at that moment did he see maybe maybe he was sick like i don't i don't know what was going on with loki in that in that brain of his so when we look at that we have to also kind of look at thanos's motivation in that scene too mm-hmm. because everything around them is dead all the rest of the asgardians are dead Pretty except much, for yep. like you said well i mean they killed half of them well heimdall in total that i should say to be fair heimdall was about to die anyway. He was bleeding out. He was bleeding basically. out. Right. But they didn't but like, try to like just destroy him inst- instantly. Yeah. But like Hulk, Thor, Loki. Those untouched. were the like three that were like untouched. So what was what's that plan then? Is to like is he trying to get is Thanos recruiting? <laughs> like, Perhaps he could just you know. be trying to intimidate them. Yeah. And as Something. he beats up Hulk, he realizes they're no match for me anyway. Why right. would I kill him? Right, right. If right, anything, right. they'll be more helpful for me on Earth where there's puny people. He does try to kill Thor, though, right? Because Heimdall bifrosts Hulk out of there. He mm-hmm. kills Loki, but then he just completely obliterates the, the ship that they're on. Thinking probably he that he killed Thor. Well, it would have killed Thor if he had rescued by the, the Guardians. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I, would it would that cancel out? I don't know if he can freely travel through space. He has to go through the Bifrost. I know it's faster, yeah. but I'm not sure if he's able to just survive willy-nilly, maybe for a certain time period. That's a good question because if you go off of the... Uh, and he does need food and water. The Thor that we see in Infinity Gauntlet comic book that inspired the whole thing, it's a different Thor. Uh-huh. It's not the actual Thor that we have. Right. So you have Eric Masterson Thor, who is only given the powers of Thor when he has Mjolnir in his hands. And Thor or Thanos uses that to his uh, benefit by separating him from the hammer. Thus, Eric Masterson Thor can't breathe in space, suffocates and dies. So. Yeah. Hmm. 
I don't know. Interesting. I mean, it seemed like he was floating there for a little while. I just yeah. don't know how long he could go without food, water, oh, basic yeah, resources. Like basic and he can't needs. just... Thor doesn't fly without his hammer, so it's not like he could just, you know, go anywhere. start. Right, yeah. Right. So he needed True. to be picked up somehow. True. Um, Man, that's rough. He's just out there floating I and know. suffering. And then he gets picked up by another six foot four Chris, you know. <laughs> um, so that was where we left Loki in our time, but mm-hmm. going back in time to 2012 uh, in the Avengers Endgame, the final movie. We see 2012 Loki take the Tesseract and zoom out of Dodge. And then at the beginning of the trailer, we see him in handcuffs uh, with the TVA. Yeah. So Um, looks like it's like right after. Kind of crazy. When we look at the Infinity Saga, as you said before, every Avengers movie, there's at least a reference to Loki. And number one, he's the ultimate villain. In number two, he's referenced multiple times because of the Mind Stone being within the staff and them knowing the importance of it now and then Vision and all that basically stems from Loki. And then he's in number three, all for like, what, ten minutes? Maybe not even that. Uh, First five minutes, I believe he does. And then in game, he's in it for uh, about like a minute and a half, something like that, yeah. Maybe I would give it like five just to be safe. Not of like screen It was the time, scene of them beating him. Yep. Just barely like in the in the tower. Um, and arresting then he's him. laying there. And yeah, then there's the arresting and then there's the escaping. So yeah. So yeah, well, a couple minutes. Maybe less than more. five. Yeah. So uh, but but interesting nonetheless that he would be involved in basically every Avengers movie. Um but yeah, going forward, see him with the TVA, um, and this is where the speculation increases yeah. and come and and just flows. Uh, I'm interested to see what you think of it, like what what you think of like what your what you what your uh, not expectations, but like what you're anticipating seeing this one's really hard yeah it, it's extremely hard what, because what do we always do though like when we evaluate these tv shows we look at what's their journey and i don't think you can do that with this one because hmm. it seems as though we have a lot of different loki's going on in this story and it's not about like Thor, like loki's had his journey we've <laughs> seen his journey now it seems like he's a fill in the blank loki and maybe the journey is actually another character that we haven't um been you know whatever the word i'm looking for <laughs> uh, 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 uh exposed uh, to ah exposed there, there to. we go there we go uh i would agree with you on that and so to me once again we've talked about this before and we talk about this not on the podcast because it has nothing to do with marvel but like when we look at like and this is how i'm approaching loki is by this mindset of when you play the game Fortnite, you're not the main character and the other players that you're playing with aren't the main characters. And even though there's a story that's revolving around everything else, they're not the main character. The main character is the map. Right. I think the main character of the Loki show technically wouldn't be Loki. It's actually going to be the flow of time. Time travel. Yeah. Like I, I I truly think that this show to me is almost going to be an enhanced 
version of the time heist in that Loki will be sent on a mission to number one, fix what he screwed up, but also uh, fix a lot of things that have gone on in these like splinter realities. So thus we get like different Lokis. So like different Lokis that are either good or bad or like super, super bad trying to completely control earth and everything. Um, so that's, that's kind of where I'm at with it in that you're probably not going to see at least to me, you might not see a crazy emotional journey for Loki more as you will see just like, I think that this is like the love letter for the people that really didn't understand the flow of time stuff in Endgame. I think that that's what this is. I think that this is how they're going to really explain alternate realities, the multiverse, and stuff like that. I think that that's what we're getting in this. That's the main character. That's the arc to watch. Yeah, I mean, I, I pretty much agree with you on that. Um, I'm having a tough time with specifics. And I think we're going to know a lot more after episode one. Oh, yeah. Because it either that or they're going to trick us into thinking it's less complicated than we are assuming. Because sometimes on the first episodes, they, they start us off with like a softball mm-hmm. and then they throw one right at our face. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they hit you with a change up and then they come back with the yeah, four seamer. Right. They start you with a change up. Yeah. It's. We, we've talked about like these are almost like the starter pokemon of marvel because <laughs> we, we've got wandavision who's like <laughs> undeniably fire right like that's She's charmander yeah, it, yeah it's just right it's so unbelievably out there and uncontrollable and her raw power and the things they were you know doing were unbelievable yeah and then you've got like the grounded powerful but we are pretty sure what it can do you know water type of falcon and the winter soldier like they're both plenty useful um and the the flow of time couldn't more accurately be represented by green with loki and and grass so like venusaur as loki i don't know well bulbasaur bulbasaur Bulbasaur. um (laughs) yeah i mean i just (laughs) what what i see i don't even equate the pokemon themselves to it what i see is they went with three completely different topics yeah. and used three completely different uh, settings Absolutely. to introduce us to three different areas that they're going to con- continue to go towards in the future. And these are our starter Pokemon for the next saga. Like, this is what we're going to build off of. And within WandaVision, we're building off of all this magic. And within um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we're building on these social issues. And within Loki, we're building off time and timelines. And I think we're just going to see the starter kit for that. And this is just the beginning for me. Why did it take me till just now to realize that Loki's font and everything about Loki is in a green color? Mm-hmm. What color is the freaking time stone? Wow. Green. Wow. Mine. Keep, keep going. Poof. Just all over the walls right now. That's yeah. insane. Wow. Wow, they're, dude. They're ahead of the game. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Um, and the red reality stone, WandaVision. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the Tesseract, of course. Blue. Blue. Colors of, Color of Captain, Captain America. America. 
Yeah. They're not stupid. No, they, they, they know what they're doing. That's wow. Wow. Yeah. So my, my Pokemon references make more sense now. <laughs> totally make more sense. Totally make more sense. I never doubted your Pokemon it's, references. It's interesting. I, yeah. I do see a lot of what you're seeing and, and the story. Mm-hmm. It's just it, the thing. It's going to be it, interesting. The thing with it, it's going to be hard to like connect the dots as to how that's possible for a while. And, and that's, that's where it's going to get interesting. Like you said, once we get to episode one and probably not even that, probably episode two, it's six episodes, right? It is. So I, I would assume, Oh, well, hmm. Six hour long episodes or like six 40 minute. That's a good question. Because if it's six hour long episodes, we could actually get some really, really, really good stuff in the first episode that really sets the table for the main course of the rest of the series. It'll be similar to Falcon the Winter Soldier. Oh, sweet. So 40 oh, to 50 minutes. Yeah, we're, we're good. We're good. Uh, so, yeah, I think we'll probably get... We might get some really good stuff in the first episode right off the bat. I mean, you have to get something. Because... Once again, this is not like either of the other ones. And none of them have been the same, sure. But the pacing of them has been kind of similar. Like WandaVision took a little slower to develop than Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but Falcon and the Winter Soldier had a slightly different but also similar pacing. I think that this is going to be a lot different. I think the pacing will be slow. I think the pacing will be potentially pretty slow. Uh, in the beginning, maybe the first two or three episodes, and it'll obviously like build up. But, um, yeah, because I think first and foremost, I think what the the biggest thing that they have to do, and that the biggest goal for them to accomplish in this show is to ex- is explaining things, that is explaining how time right. and how uh the multiverse works. So if if we're going that route, then I think it could be pretty slow-paced first and second episode, potentially. I believe that one of the reasons this show is going to be so good is because it's not directly leading to anything that we know of. And mm-hmm. so they don't need to finish at point C. Mm-hmm. Like, they can go to wherever they want to. And it seems as though this show exists within its own realm it's not following any timeline that we're already you know uh present in what that means is that it's not affecting anything directly uh that we're watching otherwise so they can do as they please and that's also probably why a lot of people are speculating this may get a season two because it doesn't directly affect something so i'll be very interested i'm a little bit hesitant to completely take that as gospel because they keep fooling us into kind of different things than we're picturing like we kind of thought maybe captain america um the next movie would would come out of this story but the actual story itself like was so different than what i anticipated um the long-term effect being and with wandavision i wasn't even in the ballpark like totally wrong so I don't know. I'm just, I'm very much looking forward to seeing if, does this Loki actually lead to a future movie? Like, do we get something with that? Or is this exist, existing within its own space? 
I think it's existing in its own space. One thing that I really want to see, though, is because this is 2012 Loki we're talking about. And we know that there's like alterations and multiple variations of Loki. One scene that I think I would love to see is maybe they realize they've made a mistake. And maybe it's not even that. It's it's like, all right, the TVA brings in 2012 Loki because he's affected the flow of time. But they're also entrusting him to fix it. That's the problem. So what if they're like, yo we're entrusting the wrong Loki. We need 2018 Infinity War Loki. So let's do a quick change, swap them out. Boom, boom, boom. Because maybe we can entrust this Loki a little bit more only to realize that you could never trust Loki in general. And then that's where the series ends, maybe spurring into a season two type situation. Um, so I don't know because the thing with Loki is especially in this setting it's too much so I don't know that you can really tell you could probably do a, a Loki movie but I just feel like it suits a TV series way better because you can do a season 2 a season 3 stuff like that um, based off of it and it uh it allows them to explore a little more with other characters uh and other elements within that universe that they're kind of going into you know with the eternals and all this other stuff going on on space so yeah i i would i would totally assume based off of this that i i don't think it would lead to a movie at least if i was and once again, you know, that's the whole thing is if I was in charge of like writing it or not even writing it, but just like writing, you know, how things would flow within the MCU. Yeah. I don't think that I would really want it to lead to a Loki movie. I, I think I would just want it to be a continuation season two, season three, stuff like that, uh, because he is so unique and so different um, that I just I, I know you can tell a story within a two two and a half hour time frame you can definitely do that with Loki for easily but uh yeah I just feel like you get more out of it and I think that that's what that's what you need with Loki you need yeah. more more time I'd say there's like a two and a half percent chance we get a Loki movie ever mm. um I think there's a chance that this spawns a different movie though yeah um that we haven't you know seen yet uh in terms of announcements or anything and that that's where I'm a little bit conflicted is like, where does this end up? So I mm. guess if we are going to attack it, like we normally attack these things, which is when we go, you know, talk about our, our main characters, what are their journeys? Um, I would think even though I'm, I have the feeling that this can't operate within that sphere. I, I am curious if there was a journey that this 2012 Loki would be going on if it does follow one specific variant throughout uh, most of the series. Like, yeah. what is that journey? Do you think that uh, Loki could be going on? Hmm. It's difficult. Um. And where could they end up? Or what 
even beyond that, what does the TVA really want from this? Like, what's what's, what's, their, what's journey? their journey? You know, that they, yeah. they seem to be the secondary main character here, with yeah, Mo- Mobius being the front man for that. Yeah, and um, the judge. Yes. Um, for the TVA, that's interesting. Because I think that Loki's going to bring out a different side to them that they're not willing to do. That's what I'm anticipating, I would say. Is that Loki, with his mischievous ways, is going to maybe... Because here's the thing. We know from just the TVA in the comics, we know that there's Kang the Conqueror and that he is closely associated. His head was in the trailer too. Yeah. He's closely associated with the TVA because of his own manipulation of time and stuff like that. I would almost, and this is the problem with this thing, is that you have to reel it back in. Because if this is going to be multiple seasons, this is only season one. So they're probably not going to get into the big thing. I would, of I would not put that priority, though. I would say season two is not likely. Mm-hmm. I would just say it's more likely than any of the, the other series. And Tom Hiddleston's even said that himself. He does not expect a season two. So Right, okay. Um, going into that, I would say lower your expectations in that there isn't likely a season two. Yeah. So let's see what they can do with season one. So The trouble with it, too, is that it's coming so soon to me. If this was going into like later stages where we have certain characters that have now assumed a certain role within the MCU, then you could say that, oh, well, Loki, this is going to spur this event to happen in this like new Avengers movie. Like uh, maybe he, uh, by his manipulation of time, opens up this reality and like, Thanos and Black Order step back through or Annihilus is on his way now or uh, you know the these alternate versions of superheroes are now you know doing something different and it's messing up the flow of how things would have been or should be in the future uh, so there, there's so many different possibilities if this is happening later in the MCU the fact that it's happening so soon kind of interesting to me because yeah I don't really know that's when we looked at those three shows that were coming up you know back way back when and we, we've already said this but like you kind of had an idea of where things would end up with Scarlet Witch with Vision you know you had an idea of where Captain America, there's no clue yeah there's no map for this whole thing yeah at all so um, man I'm just excited to watch it and I think as we both said, episode one, you're definitely, I think, going to get some kind of idea of where they're headed with it. I do think, to your, to what you were asking, I, I do think they will follow one, one variant uh, a little closely. Uh, we'll get multiple ones, but and we'll see those stories play out. But I think they will follow one closer than the others. I, I think so. Yeah, I, I would tend to agree with that um i do think they're going to take this chance to revisit a lot of places we've seen in the past 
Yeah. And I think we'll see some characters that we got to know along the way. And it seems like we're possibly or probably going to get like a female Loki of some kind. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be some interesting stuff. I'm, is there any kind of bold prediction that you have for the, the series that's, you know, present in your brain or is it so far out there that you're d- having difficulty with it? So far out there that I'm having difficulty with it because I, once again, the timing of this series coming out is one of those things that every expectation that I have or every, uh, uh, what's the word we use so much? Uh, speculation. Yeah. All the speculation that I have has to be drastically reeled back into the same place of just not knowing. So it's either I, I don't know and I don't really understand what we're about to see or what I'm anticipating that we'll see is way so far out there that like, yeah, that's not going to happen. So <laughs> I'm back to square one. Uh, bold prediction though. Um, it's it's not even a bold prediction. It's it's more just story wise tough. that Yeah, it, it's just basically just going to be this uh the story of him fixing time and what we'll see in there is probably what causes certain events to happen that like happened in front of our eyes as we watched the old Infinity Saga movies, but weren't really explained or there was never really a need to explain certain events so we just kind of took it as okay that's that like I, I I will say this too I hope I hope that we get alternate timelines that are like crazy different like we kind of got a scene where Loki was in the desert where Iron Man one happens and there's like the bits of iron man's armor mark one armor in the sand or whatever like what if it's a completely different iron man that he's confronted with or what if he himself was iron man or like all of these different things could happen like what if he's this person or that person or what if it really wasn't hella that destroyed them from the Bifrost or and it was him that screwed things up or uh, man like there's a lot of it's this has almost become a game of Marvel what if <laughs> that's all this is that's what this show is it's not even Loki it's Marvel what yeah. if so I, I've got yeah. two predictions okay Um, one is that Mobius is going to be much bigger character than anybody's even thinking right now mm-hmm. and we'll have roots that will go forward beyond Loki. Yeah. Um, that's my first and my second. I believe Kang the Conqueror will be in Loki in the final clip. I would the last, love to see that. The last teaser of the season, I believe we'll see the physical Kang the Conqueror. Um, you know, not quite a bold prediction to announced that he's going to be talked about in the series. I think that's a pretty much a given. But I think we're going to see the guy. Uh, I don't know in what way, but I just I have a feeling 
in that little short scene, we're going to see him at the end of this. That will give us uh, a strong idea that he's going to be the big bad. I think that's, I think that's my biggest bold prediction is that we find that he's going to make his debut as the next Thanos type or Loki type uh, for the foreseeable future, the next three four years minimum. I like it. I like it. I'm hoping that we get a reference to the negative zone. That's okay. the, I will say that. Expand on that for me. Um, it's like this zone that really doesn't exist within the universe, so to say. Uh, and that's actually where Annihilus is. Like that's like the domain in which Annihilus kind of rules. And he could potentially be a huge big bad later down down the line in the MCU if they wanted to go that route. I mean, it's we 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 really have no idea what their plans are for the next big bad. No. We have some indications of what that could be, but you know, there's there's never really been a uh any real reference to like any characters so Not far. Yet, yes. Like at least you know, people like really dig and, and do some crazy like looks into what you know oh tony stark said this and then you know whatever like whatever movie it was we like, couldn't even it, guess what the name of the on. final movie was going to be and they said it like three times prior so right nobody's guessing the the big bad no correctly and emphatically sure about it right um i'm hoping and there's bang. no there's no there's no real way of knowing who it's going to be yet because there's nothing there's no foundation left people have to really think about this we just ended the infinity saga so it's like yeah. we're starting we're 2008 and we didn't see thanos for a long time yeah we're 2008 all over again that's why i said we might find the, the next loki first before we see a, a yeah. thanos oh of, of course of course so yeah uh, judging off of that i mean this being 2008 again basically uh i would shrink the time from like 11 years to six or seven though i'd say oh because for of sure how accelerated it is it's gonna it's gonna go pretty quick but uh yeah i hope we get some kind of reference to the negative zone though i, I think that that would be pretty cool because i think if they reference their negative zone then i think the big bad of the future would be annihilus and that yeah kang would be that like low-key character kind of not in the manipulative factor but the fact that he's of the richards lineage and exists in multiple timelines yeah i mean the mere presence of having kang in the future in the mcu would indicate that he's going to be a big part of it going forward but oh, yeah yeah for sure in this show in a moment i'll kind of ask you to expand on what you're most excited about but i'll i'll start with as far as what we know will happen, um, things we can genuinely be excited about. Um, I've always said one of the few books I read as a kid is Magic Treehouse, so I've always loved these um, going to specific events. I've always liked movies like that, uh, places where you can jump from area to area. Mm -hmm. And I'm really, really looking forward to seeing some of these like real historical events be brought to the screen. And... We get to see them take place uh, within this MCU world that we've grown to know and love with a character like Loki who's able to make it really interesting. So I think if there's one thing I'm looking the most forward to that we know it's going to be in there is these historical events and real things that are, you know, that have happened in the past and 
us getting kind of to, to see it from the inside. Um, that That's what I'm most looking forward to. What, what are you most looking forward to? Um, I'm most looking forward to uh, the TVA. I'm most looking forward to the TVA just to see how they're represented in the MCU and also uh, what their what their role is uh, within the whole framework of everything in the MCU. I think that's what I'm most looking forward to. Oh, I would also say seeing Loki in different places would be kind of cool too. Like, is Loki actually on Vormir in some of those scenes? Is he not? Or is he on Asgard at any point in the series? That would be pretty dope to see. How but much Thor do you think we see in this thing? Minimal, but not zero. Do you think he's in that scene with the when the Bifrost is like activated? Or do you think possibly, it's just, uh, but like in the distance, like you wouldn't really recognize it? Maybe like you'd kind of see a blonde figure with a red cape, but like not actual Thor. So maybe it's like in the distance. Different blonde guy with a red cape. <laughs> you gotta you gotta you know you can't pay chris hemsworth a butt ton of money to just like be a small cameo for call five his brother, seconds man. just call his brother <laughs> they are gonna be in thor we saw pictures of his brother and uh nice matt damon right oh yeah that's right that's right matt damon matt damon yeah there's a lot of people in that so yeah um we'll be Pretty very exciting. very excited to see that um oh, yeah. And, you know, Loki's only a week away now, so um, we will be uh, releasing on each Wednesday that it comes out uh, unless anything comes up, and we'll let you know if it does. So hang out with us. You know, we're going to try to get these uh, Facebook movie nights started pretty soon. And uh, That's going to be I'm so just, fun. Yeah, I'm super excited to get this TV show on the road, man. This is yeah. – it feels like it's been forever. It hasn't, but it's been long enough. And uh, I want to see blessed. what goes goes on with this Loki, man. Yeah, me too. We we really have been blessed this year, though, man. Oh, I know. It's, it's been just awesome. getting started, too. Yeah, I'm so excited. So, so excited. yeah, thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, as I've said before, if you've made it this far, uh, Facebook, the Marvel Guys podcast, uh, Instagram, Twitter, whatever it is you listen to, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts. And if you could leave a review, we would really appreciate it. Uh, we will be back on uh, we'll have an episode releasing on Friday and then we will also be back next week on Wednesday for the premiere of Loki so join us very soon and we'll have some exciting news for you about the movies pretty soon very excited Um, I can't wait for next week man I I just seriously uh, I didn't really have a lot of expectations to be that but yeah Yeah. Very excited. Thanks for uh, joining us, everybody. Peace.